Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast post-game show. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 429. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. We're your I'm your dashing host, Chris. I don't know. I'm, I'm still single pronoun. Uh, I'm your dashing host, Chris. With me is my good friend and co-host, Scott the Bish Bischoff. How are you doing, brother? Glad to have you on board the post-game show. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, I'm good. We're, it's, this should be fun or something. <laughs> it will be something. It will be something. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, saw a lot in this game. A lot of points. If you bet the over, you're probably a happy person today. And uh, it's one thing to be happy about um we'll see what's going on um i think you know well we have a lot to talk about a lot of things and a lot of angles got a great show lined up we're going to talk about today's game we're going to cover coach campbell's post game press conference we will have that for sure we'll also do a round table and take your calls got that going on a whole lot more great show lined up scott you ready to go my man yeah yep let's go all right let's kick this off and break it down With that, here it is. Good times. Okay, first off, I want to go back to a month ago when everyone said that uh, Aaron Glenn is probably going to be coaching somewhere else next year. How the heck are we going to – what are we going to do then? I would say that right now that will – that's a possible reality, but I don't think it's the way that people meant a month ago. That defense was – I mean, look, we've we've let a lot of points – be scored this year but today was egregious today was an egregious show and we'll get to the officiating but uh though we never stopped them once we we did stop them once but the refs disallowed that we'll talk about that in a bit but the defense was was horrifying it was absolutely horrifying scott it was um you know, as we talked about uh, in our pregame and the one and the video i did the pregame stuff we did hit some stuff, which is good. Uh, we talked about uh, DFS plays. We talked about Josh Reynolds. We talked about Hawkinson and that stuff. But we also talked about how you replace Tracy Walker. Mm-hmm. And you replaced Tracy Walker with a rookie today who was exposed in coverage um, very early, the Will Disley touchdown that he gave up in coverage. Now, it's not necessarily something egregious, but it, he looked just a little lost there. Like, mm-hmm. you got to get your hands up. You got to, you know, something. But – um, you know, there's there's that component of things that you're replacing you're replacing a guy like Tracy Walker and, and you're doing it in in very difficult ways. And this matchup is just uh the Lions played it differently than I thought. This matchup was is a brutal matchup for what the Lions have on defense. Meaning if you want to take away Tyler Lockett, cool. But if you don't, then then DK Metcalf is gonna go bananas. If you want to take away DK Metcalf, good luck. Then Lockett's going to go, going to go bananas. And it seemed like what they wanted to do is they wanted to play Akuda on on Metcalf, and he was just not going to be effective bullying Metcalf the way he bullied Justin Jefferson in Week Three. The way, with what he did against you know against Devonta Smith and Terry McLaurin, he just wasn't going to be successful like that, and it showed. Yeah, Metcalf's so, a completely different player than Justin Jefferson is. He's a whole different piece of meat to try He's to play. He's not going to be bullied by anybody. Right. 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 I mean, you is in press coverage. So, and the, the problem is, is that you then have to dedicate, uh, if you want to play bracket coverage, you got to pick one. 
Um, you're playing high safeties, which means you don't have enough guys in the box, which means you're giving up more against the – there's just so many ways to look at the defense and why it underperforms today. But in the end, it's it, this is a matchup thing, and and then, you know, you throw on that the Lions play Let me get, uh, Coach really Campbell. poorly. Let me get Coach Campbell in here really quick. Yeah. He's uh, he's starting his post presser. It wasn't real clean. We had penalties, we had turnovers. Uh, one of those was for seven points, uh, which was the difference in the game. And and then defensively, man, it just you know we weren't we weren't good. So <clears throat> special teams made some plays, but then there was a couple we gave up too. So it was just it wasn't uh, it wasn't clean. And uh, that's on me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Got you. Well, I think we uh, right now the the answer is to look, we got to clean obviously clean things up there, and I'll look at everything you know with AG. We'll we'll look at uh, everything we need to 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 the scheme to uh, to our personnel, you know, and we'll find the best fit and. Uh, you know, whatever we feel like is going to give us the best chance and, and the best chance in three or four weeks, too. You know, um, if that's a young player, it's a young player. Um, but um, and then and then we got to outscore them. I mean, honestly, you know, there again is. is it's a tough one to ask for. As messy as some of it was early offensively, you know, we, we, we can't, you can't be that way when you get in this type of game. The offense is, that's where this game went. It was high scoring, and so we have to outscore them. And so, uh, Scored 45, you know, man. if you make a mistake, it can't be for seven points. Well, I think the easiest way is what I just said is, you know, the offense, we, we spotted them seven. So you take that away, we win this game. Yeah, we're going to look at everything. We're going to look at it all, top to bottom. Why do you think the defense has not gotten well, I know this. We lack confidence. That's very clear to see. That's one. That's one element to it. Uh, we lack a lot of confidence, you know, and uh, and and so certainly to do that, you you have to, um, you know, you have to have production in games and have success and stop stop your opponents, get some stops, things of that nature. So we're we're lacking some confidence in areas. Um, and then there again, we're, we're still making errors, which fall, that falls into uh, our boat as coaches. You know, that's on us. So Shiner 9. Don't forget to like the video while complaining, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to look at everything. I just don't feel our swagger, you know. I mean, we knew if we could get this team in second long, that it would go a long way. Um, and then we would, you know, you would need to produce because it, it's been it's been an area where that team has not been as good and uh, boy we didn't you know we didn't make the most of it now look they got us in a couple of uh, third downs that are late third and longs um, that we have not been exposed to yet and uh, they gutted us you know they got us good and uh, it was good designs by them good play designs um, and in critical moments they they uh, it was it was good it was real good by them. 
there's so much happening, like, you know, just so many points and everything. What's it like being involved in that? Yeah, just keeping your head, just staying in it, and uh, just knowing where you got to go, you know, keep it within a score if you can. And if you can't, you're within 10 or two scores, then how do we get back to within one score, save these timeouts and, you know, so you just stay in the moment, you never give up and you look for a stop, you get an onside kick, you know, I mean, we get that onside kick, I feel like we win that game. So um, I thought we'd get a stop there at the end, third and five, even though you go that whole game and it doesn't work out, I, you know, you, I still feel like we were going to get that stop. And it didn't work out. So, Dan, you kept saying at the beginning that this is all on you. Mm -hmm. That being said, are you going to increase your autonomy in every position this coming year? I don't know about that. I just know this. I will. Uh, I'm going to sit down with AG. Look, AG's a damn good coach. All right. And this is here's this is the same thing I told the team. The, this the worst thing we can do is start pointing fingers at each other. And well, you did this. We didn't do this. We well, we put up the. We can't do that, man. We can't let anybody pull us apart. And. Uh, because as dismal as it, it is right now, we're, we're not as far away as it feels. But, but until we do something about it, quit talking about it, it doesn't matter. You know, we can, we can rob ourselves and we can say we're going to be better. But until we actually do it and make a commitment and, uh, you know, we got to coach better. And they got to take it on them, their shoulders, man. They, they, they need some accountability and they need our captains and our vets. And they need to say, hey, enough's enough, you know. And... What are they, you know, what are they going to do about it? Like, what are we going to do about it as well? So, I mean, we're all in this same boat together, and, and uh, we got to clean it up. But I know this, we can't go in panic mode because it's, it's the worst thing you can do. Thank you, Jameson. Jameson, you rock, brother. You had a stop on third down, putting them in a long field goal. The officials said they blew the play dead. Did you hear that happening on the field? What explanation were you given? No, I couldn't. I, I thought that it had been – the play had snapped before he I, I didn't even hear it he said that and I'm like well if he did I there's I did not so I'm not blaming it on them they didn't do that we lost the game so, so the play after you was know, like say that again I'm sorry what were you trying to do on that third and 15 that they hit you know, the next play after that we're trying to pressure him No, they hadn't shown that. Dan, is there a certain, like, certain element of you that's kind of shocked by this? Because the offense had all the injuries that was going to be the problem today, supposedly, and they performed well on the defense. Someone helped and didn't. I'm not shocked. I mean, it, it's I've been a part of so many games where you think it's going to go one way, and it goes the complete opposite. I mean, you know, and but I did. I'm not shocked, but I, I thought this was going to be, you know, our defense was – it was going to be more defensive and it would be a more conservative type game and and uh, and it certainly wasn't that. How much do you have to be careful not to overreact, I guess, to the defensive performance and, and making guess, changes going forward? Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly just a part of it. I mean, you, you know, you got to – it's hard to go look at it, um, you know, in 15 minutes. Like you got to walk away from, and then uh, really have a clear head about it and look at it, take it for what it is. And look, we had, you know, we had some young players in there playing, and uh, you know, one of them had his first start, and and let's see how he did, you know, and and um, because some of these guys they'll be better in four weeks than they are now, you know, um, but but we'll see. Look, I, I got to watch the tape. I really, you know. I don't, I don't have an answer for you right now as to everything that went on, but certainly it wasn't good enough. Can you comment on TJ's game today? 
Yeah, it was really good. We, we knew uh, we needed him to step up for us. Uh, he was going to be more of a focal point uh, today, you know, and uh, he, he did that. He certainly did that. He stepped up and had a monster game for us, so he gave us a chance there. And, and look, man, so did, you know, Reynolds really uh, came to life for us, and uh, Leaf stepped in there, TK, you know, um, those guys, you know, because once we lost Cephas, I mean, that, that was that was our crew. So I thought Jamal ran hard. O-line blocked well. Golf, I thought, had another good game, uh, minus the one, you know, obviously interception. Um, but, you know, we did some really good things. But there again, we were, for as good as we've been, like forget the, the injuries. What, what frustrated me was the penalty. You know, we, here came the penalties, and then we had – you know, the turnovers, and it's like, man, it, it just wasn't clean. And uh, you can't play that way. Not against the way they're playing and without your some of your guys. So. Yeah, well, Imani came back, and, uh, and Rodrigo, we'll see tomorrow how they were, but that's usually a good sign they're able to come back. And uh, Cephas, I'm not sure. I mean, he could be a little longer, but I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know how bad that is yet. Question, Justin. Yeah. Listen, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and I have nobody to blame but myself. So I'll, you know, that's on me to handle that. I can't keep saying that. Can't keep writing that. Can't keep, um, you know. So, um, there again, I look at everything. It is frustrating. I understand you are the head coach of this team, but it's always felt like you know a little bit more involved with the offense than the defense. I know somebody kind of asked it similarly earlier, but do you feel like you need to have a bigger hand in the defense going forward? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know about that because there again, I go back to, man, I got a lot of faith in Aaron Glenn. I got a ton of faith in, in those assistants. And I think it's just, you know, I think we sit down and uh, – and I think we, we look at everything together. And uh, because really, you know, I think more than anything, maybe it's time for a deep dive, you know, a real deep dive into it. Players, uh, everything that we're doing. But I also trust what he's doing. And uh, there's a reason why I hired him. And uh, and so I want to let him do his job. But certainly I, I'm going to, I mean, I, I got I to gotta look a lot deeper than I have. No, listen, I get it. I get it. I mean, listen, I I get it. And no, it's not discouraging to me. I, I understand what this is, you know. And look, you don't win, you, you'll get run out of town. And that's the way life is. I mean, I'm here to win games. And uh, and you get in close games like this, you got to win them. So. Yeah, I mean, it's... Is what it is. All right, Coach Campbell, post game presser. That was that was a tough one to to take. He had a hard time there. Uh, I really quick want to thank Jameson Hennessy. Thank you, brother, for that super chat. That was painful. I can only imagine how it would have went if uh, we drafted Kenneth Walker the third like I wanted. <laughs> All right, Scott. If if golf pops up, maybe we'll grab him. Let's let's just start there. Let's start with a high point, okay? Jared Goff out there, 
he was going to be the problem this season. If you ask anybody before the season start, everything lays at Goff's feet. Can Goff do it? Uh, we know the defense isn't going to be good. We have to outscore the, the the other team. It's all in Jared Goff. Could we have asked more from Jared Goff than what he's delivered in this game or, or basically this season, especially with the weapons he had today compared to the season earlier? No, Goff's been great. I mean, he, he has um... – did do did people really want to blame Goff? Do people really want to blame Goff for this season's failures preseason? I mean, so I'm maybe I'm just out of out. Of, really? Yeah, there was a whole lot of questions about Goff and what you know. Why didn't we get our quarterback this year? We're going to have to get him next year, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay, okay. okay. All right. We're looking at a guy right now. If he I, plays like this all season, I, I understand that. If we if I he do. plays like this all season, like he did in the first four weeks, through the rest of the year. There's no question that Goff is your guy, and he deserves a big contract. There's no question at all, right? Yes, and that's the that's a fear. Like that's that's an issue that we're all we've. I am. I, um, I won't say this again. Uh, we talked about it on the game preview. So, um, no more game preview. We're we're on. We're past it. We're moving on. I would say, um, the idea that Goff was was in any way, shape, or form problematic for what the team was last year or this year is just that's sort of uh outrageous um their offense is really good they have a great offensive line they're missing pieces you're missing Amon Ross St. Brown today you're missing uh DJ Chark today right like you, you have the Lions have an explosive electric offense it's it's run by a quarterback who has a tendency to turn the ball over at times too much, but but you know, and just look at his numbers this year. They're, he's got great numbers this year. It's not Goff's reason that they can't get off the field on defense. Like <laughs> you know, and again, I think that everybody. It's easy to say this, um, but we all need to take a giant deep breath on this one because sometimes you just match up poorly. You just do. Um, there are there were a couple of plays where I think Seattle caught Seattle kind of knew exactly what the Lions were going to do, especially in that third and fifteen, the second third and fifteen <laughs> play. Um, uh, I think they knew the Lions were going to blitz uh, inside, right? Trying to get trying to get pressure, and the, one of the reasons why I think they knew that is because the Lions in the last couple of weeks have not been able to generate pressure from the outside. It's a problem. Uh, it is something that is one of the big takeaways from the, at least for me watching today is that Aiden Hutchinson is missing in action. Uh, as far as pressuring from the outside, I'm not saying he's not giving great effort. I'm not saying he's, he's, you know, he's completely ineffective as a player, but when you can't get pressure around the outside and you have to manufacture it, it means that you're, it means that you're having to move defensive players around and, and, you know, um, as an offensive line coach in high school, which I'm not comparing them, but when you when you feel like you can get a defense to move players into certain parts of the field and you can get them trapped and you have good numbers, you're happy. And on that third and 15 play, they had good numbers running the ball outside, and boom, it's a long touchdown. And that's kind of I think that's what he's talking about that when he's giving credit to Seattle for running looks that they hadn't shown yet is those kind of runs right. right on third and 15. There's no reason to run that way. And boom, it's a long touchdown. Yep. Um, I think the nuts and bolts of it is that the lions cannot get pressure in traditional ways at all. 
Uh, it's not just Hutchinson. It's it's Charles Harris. That's- it's everybody. They cannot get pressure on the quarterback, and you got to manufacture it by blitzing corners and blitzing safeties, which they've been doing, and blitzing linebackers, which they've been doing. So, I mean, this this was this just was not a great matchup. Um, it didn't start great, and he mentioned in there that he wanted this game to be a slower tempo, more of a grinded out game. Yep. But you know, when when Seattle jumps out to a lead like they did, you kind of are forced to you're you're forcing and, and playing catch up. Yep. Uh, you're chasing, and that's just that's kind of how it was. But I just, Chris, I do think that we everybody's got to take a breath and just view this as a really bad matchup for what the Lions have on their defensive personnel. And understand in that in particular after the injury situations, I mean, with the injury situation they're facing, I, I think that every, really yes. hurt them in that matchup. You can say, "Hey, they were thirty first on offense, and we were, you know, thirty first on defense." You know what a matchup. But the reality is, is I mean, we were we are not playing even the thirty first best defense uh, when with the team that we had on the field today. It's a, it's an unfortunate reality. But that's what we had. And, you know, what we hope for in a situation like this is these coaches to be able to pull it out of those guys. Like we saw last year, Jerry Jacobs coming alive and standing up. Undrafted free agent corner, he winds up being the second or third best ranked uh, rookie corner in the league by PFF. Really, I mean, just just stepping up and doing the thing. We expected that. We wanted and expected to see that today. And that's not what we saw. We saw a defense that uh, was really... Really problematic. Okay, we, we're going to get to call, we're going to get to calls here. Just one thing, uh, I know there's going to be talk about the officials. My point on the officials, and I'm going to say it is, in the game against Philadelphia, there's a ton of uncalled intentional groundings. There was a, an apology letter already from the NFL, and then this one, you know, we stopped them on that third down. We stopped them on that third down, and then officiating screwed that up. There's a rock opera. Uh, we're, I'm working. I, I have to say, I have you know people. I wonder what my day job is. I'm in the music business. We're working on this. We've got the ending. I just want to play it really quick for you. Anytime I, you start to see something, you start seeing flags get picked up. It's time to bring out our our, our official rock opera for the Detroit Lions. How's that? Is that a big ending? Do you like that? Nice. <laughs> All right, let's take some calls. Let's get a caller in here right now. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, this is Chris Robbins. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Good energy, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's okay. But it's uh, well, I've had a lot of other stuff going on too, and you guys have probably noticed in the Slack even the last couple weeks or so. I haven't been as active as normal. I just got a lot of personal stuff going on, and it's been pretty stressful. What so. do you What do you got with the game, brother? <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to let's, let's start it off with the joke here, just to lighten the mood up a little bit. Uh, any chance that we can pull a, uh, a Matt Patricia out of our hat and let Ben Johnson coach the defense a little bit? Pull a little switch <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, do something like that. Get get him get him running the, the ship a little bit. Uh, but for real, he's been very impressive. And even just like I've been doing a lot of research and stuff on my own time into offensive plays and schematics and, and stuff like that. And I like a lot of the stuff that he does. Uh, from a, from a system standpoint, and the thing that that we're really seeing is is that emphasis on putting our players in the best position, and it makes me kind of curious why we're not able to do that on defense, because it seems like we have no trouble, and, and Campbell has done a great job of emphasizing this along with Brian on the offensive side, getting guys like Hawkinson today mismatches, getting guys like Swift 
uh, in the first couple of games mismatches. Uh, Amira, obviously, every single week, it seems like, getting mismatches. So I'm confused on what we're just not able to do that on defense. Is this a personnel thing where we just we lack the talent there? Is this a coaching thing where we're just trying to stick a little bit too hard to scheme? Or, like, I mean, there, there's something kind of missing there in that wow. approach. Um, and that approach is completely different on both sides of the ball. I think that's kind of where that dichotomy is. Uh, and why we're struggling on that side is we're just not able to to create those matchups yeah. uh, and and limit those mismatches on the offensive side for the opposition. Yep, I I, I don't disagree, Chris Scott. What, what's your, what's your thinking there? What do you think about the uh, the the creating Scott. mismatches and their ability both from a personnel perspective now and pre depth of injury? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's easier to create mismatches on offense when you're dictating the terms of how things Thanks, are, are going to go, right? So um, the Lions don't have that kind of personnel on defense. So it's hard. They're, it's almost like they're re, they're reactive um, on defense and uh, the opposite. I, I don't know if this makes any sense, but more they're just taking it on defense because they have to. They're not – they don't have talent all over the place like they do on offense. They just – you know, I mean – when when everybody's healthy, their offense is loaded. Yep. When everybody's healthy, there are holes everywhere on their defense. And when you match up against, hey, hey guys, listen, Tyler Lockett is an awesome receiver. DK Metcalf is an awesome receiver. He is a physical monster. Will Disley, we, I mean, he's a good tight end, right? Geno Smith played really well today. Rashad Penny's a very good running back. They have two rookie tackles who are playing really well. This, you know, so. That's, that's I mean that's where I am with it. It's just mm-hmm. there's a little bit more talent on the offensive side of the ball where they where they know they can score. They know they're talented. They know they are. Yeah. That's it. Just doesn't feel like on defense. You're, we're looking at a group that feels like that. And you can Dan Campbell mentions that they're just not. Uh, they looked. They look like like a, a bit lifeless at times. Yep. You know. Uh, let's see. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Give us a call. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll get you on. We'll Noah. We'll take your calls. I, I th- there, there's a big question now about Aaron Glenn. And in the in the uh, presser, when Coach Campbell was saying, "Hey, if you've got to really step up, and you've got to basically saying the offense has got to score better. You can't give away the ball." Uh, with talking, alluding to Goff's uh, pick six. Sure, you can't do that. I think what was going on there was that uh, Coach Campbell was not. He's not calling people out today in the emotional aftermath of the game. And this is a little bit about being a leadership. Again, you, about leadership. You take it on yourself. You own it. And you move on. They'll take. They'll have these conversations behind the scenes where you're supposed to. You don't want to have these scenes from the podium because it's just not the conversation that, that's going to be productive for the improvement of the team. You don't want to you know, kind of put infighting into play there. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's your name, man? Tanner. Tanner. How much have you had to drink so far? Oh, it's not bad. I'm calling from up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, been a Lion. Dad was a Lions fan, grew up in Ontario, Canada, moved out here, and he passed the Lions on to me. Now... (laughs) The offense, we have no weapons today. We put up 45 points. That's, that is such a bright spot on this team. Agree. You know, like, 
if you if you're going in this game thinking this team was scoring more than 21, 24 points, I'd have called you crazy. I seriously would have. I was worried about that too. I was worried early on that, especially when they scored, if we were going to be able to pull 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 anything out of this offense. And then it really, I mean, it took that um, that that fumbled punt to really start seeing them be able to move the ball. But um, I was nervous about it early. But they they were able to find their groove. I mean, through four weeks, they're going to be the number one offense in the NFL. They are. You know what? It, it's awesome. And we don't even have, we have Swift Brown out this year this week. Jameson hasn't played yet, right? Yeah, but no Jonah Jackson, no Vitai Ragnall's missed a game. Yeah, yeah. Like the the offense is banged up. But at what point? I understand. Nobody was coming in this season thinking the defense is going to be good. You you were hoping they were going to be average, you know, good enough to get the offense can steal us some games. We St. Brown's coming back. If Swift can stay healthy, he's going to be good for us. But at what point do we start looking at Aaron Glenn being the problem? You know, like personally, I think it's way too soon for that. But that's just my perspective on it. I understand why. I mean, you've given up. You've had four weeks. You've given up a ton of points. You have, but you know, um, it's the same. It's the same defense that got a lot of pressure against Washington. Uh, it's the same defense that's made Jeff Okuda look really good through four games. I know, you know. I mean, there's moments today, but you know, uh, I, I get it, and I and I understand the frustration about it. It's just I don't think it's. I mean, we're four games. Um, Aaron Glenn's a really good coach. He is. Does this feel? Well, I just got a question for you. How sure, do you? How does the defense go from last year? Think about how bad the defense was last year. You know, no Akuda, no Hutchinson. You know, we we're kind of out on a limb last year. It was just kind of hoping we would be in games. And there was games where we were giving up twenty points. And there's no games this year where it's been the defense has looked anything like that. Yeah, I mean, they've, you're happen? right. They've looked. They've had a bad four weeks. They have. It's undeniable. I'm going to let you take that question, Scott. Caller, thank you so much for calling. In. Appreciate you, brother. Good luck. Up well, there. I mean, he's he's making a great point. Yeah. The yeah. offense is a super bright spot. Let's let's focus on bright spots. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, the sky's falling so much. This is a bad matchup for the Lions. It just is. <laughs> this feels like the. I want to say it feels like the Bengals game last year to me. Like, and and this is one. I I, I it's in the. In the description, I, I, I kind of felt this yesterday. This was a, a game that the fans needed. After last week, the fans needed last week to really believe that this team was turning it around. The fans needed success out of the team, and they didn't get it last week. And you yeah. started seeing this SOL stuff climbing in. You started seeing the, the the doubt creep in, that whole sense of this is what it's like to be a Lions fan. It's time to turn back to what we're always used to. Um, and I just knew this was a game that if we didn't win, you're going to see the biggest yeah. – 
amount of people jumping off the bandwagon, the biggest amount of frustrated people with this team, the biggest, you know, SOL scream that you've seen uh, out of fans yet. And this creates a lot of questions. If this team had lost to an absolute coaching loss, and I mean through the bad decisions like we saw last week, it would have been a disaster for Coach Campbell. It would have been an absolute disaster. Instead, we, we've got a, a defensive loss, right, a, where the defense couldn't get a stop and created a situation that lost the game for us. One thing to remember, and I'm just going to put this out here, is we've all talked about it, you know, the kind of consensus is, is this is a six-win season is kind of what we're expecting from this team this year. That's one win every three games. We're one and three right now. There's two more games. If we get a win in the next two games, we're on schedule. If we get two wins in the next two games, we're ahead of schedule for that six-win season. So the, the wheels aren't off. It's just they have to get this stuff together. They have to get this together and soon because they're losing people. Uh, a win fixes a lot. A win fixes a lot, but they're losing a lot of people on this Dan Campbell train. And it's one of the things when he first started, I asked how long of a leash is he going to get before the Campbell shtick starts getting old and starts getting, yeah, but you're not winning games and it's not funny anymore. It's not fun anymore. I don't care about kneecaps. I care about wins. And that's kind of, yeah. I'm worried that this is the season where something like that would turn. I think we, well, here we are. Somewhere I mean, we're, we're there right now. You see, you see why Minnesota losing the game last week to Minnesota is such a big deal because yeah. if they're two and two right now, is there all this, um, I don't want to say it's negativity because that feels I don't I mean, I don't, I don't want people who are upset to feel like I'm saying, you know, or we're saying anything personal about how they're viewing things. Right. The people should be upset. They gave up 48 points to a team that, Hasn't you know, it's that Seattle, much it's Geno Smith. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> um, but you should be two and two. And if you are two and two at this point with the number one offense in the NFL, you think, OK, things look good. Yeah. Schedule opens up. Things look good. Um, that's the, the bummer about the loss last week. But Chris, you're right. There, this is uh, this is a bit of an inflection point, and there's going to be, yeah, and there's <laughs> just we're Lions fans that we know we. <laughs> this is how it goes, that right? Like felt this before. Um, I do think this is different. Uh, doesn't mean it, it. In the end, it works. Doesn't mean that it's 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 gonna work. It just you know they're gonna they have the number one offense in the NFL. Joseph Austin, they're loaded. Hilarious in the chat. I think next week we force a pun or two. Hey caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey y'all, this is Logan, and just just the one beer today. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's good to be healthy. It's not, don't let this team <laughs> hurt you. If I, I had more, we'd, we'd be going down a bad rabbit hole with this game. Yeah, yeah. Don't let this team hurt you for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, I think with the, the defense, we are uh, it's obviously they've had some they've got some talent deficiencies, and you so you don't want to put it one hundred percent on Glenn. And even if we have a couple of good players, you know, an offense can always find the guy to pick pick on. You know, if, on, the problem with defense is if you have ten elite players and one guy who's a problem, they can go after that one guy. Yep. But we got more than one guy who are a problem. Like, and you should, which it means the defense is going to be bad, but it shouldn't be historically bad, which put, put some of the blame there on Glenn. So my question is, I don't, I'm not off like the AG train at this point, but at what point does that start becoming questionable? What do you think? Like at what point should AG be on the hot seat? 
That's a that's a great question. Uh, Logan, thank you. I'm going to hand that to Scott first and let him go with it. Thanks, brother, for the call. It, it is a great question, and I think uh, it would be unreasonable to think that he's not on the hot seat right now. I'd agree. Like, so, meaning, uh, hey, we've played very poorly through four games. What is our response to it? How do we resolve some of our issues? What do we what do we do and how do we how do we um moving forward, how do we fix and correct some things that gets us playing better football? Because at this point in time, what's happening through four games is unacceptable. Right. So the so I think the whole fire Aaron Glenn stuff is way too it's way too soon. But the idea that they're not gonna be thinking that, hey, we have to make significant changes. We have to do different things. Let's figure it out. That's that we're there. That's where they are. Yep. It's unrealistic to think that they're not. But firing him, I mean, you know, I think that's. I so I'm kind of riffing off of the the caller and the question. Chris, tell me a player on defense who's playing well right now. Well, that's on coaching, Scott. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I just throw. I mean, it's you know, you know what I mean. Like you could say Okuda's played really well through three games. He had a. I don't think he had a great game today, but I don't think he was horrible either. But outside of Akuda, um, is anybody on the uh, – Aline McNeil's playing really well, right? And, and and it's hard – he's a nose tackle one technique, so sometimes it's hard to recognize how well uh, one of those, you know, a guy mm-hmm. like that is playing. Yeah. He's playing really well. I would say, uh, you know, um, Rodriguez is making plays as a six-round, you know, rookie. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't, I don't know that anybody on the defensive side of the ball is playing real well right now. I just don't. I see, you know, Hutchinson. They're scheming against him really well. I, that's, I see a guy. I, he's a rookie, and he's 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 playing hard, and he's been he's done well when he could, but he's 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 still a rookie, and he's a one-man band. Charles Harris hasn't been playing at the level that he played before. I mean, you can sit here and blame Hutch all day, right? I think schematically they're piling on Hutch, and I think no yeah. one else in the line is really doing anything. Ali McNeil's jersey was ripped by the second defensive play of the game today. That was kind of odd, um, but nothing, you know, nothing there. Uh, he's 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 a beast doing his job. I feel like he really is. Yeah. He is a monster. It's like that's, that's a develop. That's a that's a big uh, piece that you have moving forward. Getting interior pressure is a very important thing. Uh, we don't need to talk about the draft yet, but there are, you know, uh, the, it's frustrating because I think the Lions are in a, in a much better position through four games than the one and three record looks. Uh, obviously, you know, offensively, they look great, and you're doing it without significant pieces and without Jameson Williams. And it's like what happens when he shows up? And starts to spread things out on, on you know, I mean, think about how good this offense is going to be when he shows up and, and is is just his four two speed shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defense is playing to a point now where it almost doesn't yep. matter much. Had a Jerry- they'll, they'll get it figured out. They will. Yeah. They will. Had a Jerry Jacobs sighting on the sideline today. If you, uh, yep. if you were there, he'll be. That's he'll a be huge there. player that needs to come back for them. Yep. I mean, it, he was one of the reasons. Legit, one of the reasons why the defense played the way it did last year was because of how well he did play. Yeah, yeah. He was awesome. 
He really was. He, he was, really was. He was great. And, you yeah. know, we, we miss him. We definitely miss him. And uh, not being able to put him in, in, in Oruwari's... God, I... I was laughing. Or you I, know, I know how to say it. Right? I know how to say it. Maybe? My mouth just doesn't move that way. <laughs> Oruwariye, um, putting him in last week, would have been. I think that would have been a no-brainer. When Will Harris is your choice, it's probably a no-brainer still. They should have put him in in, in Imani's place, but uh, they didn't. Um, let's get Goff on really quick. Let's see what Goff has to say as he's in the, the Yeah, as we trust those coaches, trust those players. And um, I'll tell you one thing. I know, I know what happens if you don't support them. It goes it goes downhill really quickly, um, so you know if we, if we want you know to stay in this fight and, and have any chance to stick together and um, remain a team. Really kicking yourself over the, the interception, even though it was relatively early before things were decided. But what, what happened on that play? Uh, just bad decision, late, late bad decision. Can't do it. Dumb. This guy is not anywhere near as soft as I thought he he was mentally. Yeah, uh, I think you know a lot of the stuff in the past game has, has settled in for us, and uh, Ben's doing a hell of a job getting getting us ready every week. And um, I, I, I know that we had the receivers we had today, but I felt uh, you know really good with those guys with Q and TK and Khalif. I've had a lot of reps with them, um, so it wasn't you know maybe outside. It looked like we had a bunch of backups in there, but to me personally, I had a lot of guys I've had a lot of reps with, so. Um, we were able to roll a little bit um, offensively. What about the job TJ did stepping up? Yeah. You talked about it. Yeah, I think you could see him kind of, you know, catch a rhythm. Um, he started breaking some tackles, started, uh, you know, being extremely decisive on his routes, extremely, um, you know, separating well and um, doing a lot of good things. And, and, you know, that's who he is. It's just kind of, you know, getting him, he's a rhythm player, getting him in that rhythm is important for us. We need to do that. And um, you can see how dangerous he is catching a shallow and taking 80 yards. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a hell of a player, and we got to keep him involved. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think, like I said, like Ben is doing such a good job getting us ready every week, and um, there's really no flinch with who's in there and who's not in there, and it, it, it truly is no flinch. And um, we've had a good plan and had a good plan today, and um, you know we had the two turnovers, and, and ultimately that's typically the difference. Next man up is philosophy everywhere, right? Yep. And, No, yeah, no. Um, and I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's an unfortunate benefit of some of the stuff last year, right? You know, we had a lot of guys that had to play um, because of you know injuries or or whatever you have, and um, so TK has reps. I have reps with him. Cephas, the same thing. Skipper's obviously been in the league a long time. He has a bunch of reps. Um, you know, it, there, there's less drop off um, because of the amount of reps in live situations that some of those guys who typically wouldn't have have had. Yeah, yeah, I trust him. I trust him a lot, and uh, we're on the same page, and, and our communication is great. And um, he's playing as confident as I've ever seen him. He's strong. He's physical. Uh, he, he can win versus anybody right now, and uh, he's a guy that we trust a lot. Mm-hmm. 
pivotal is, is it to stay together and not be caught up in the record? Yeah. Well, that's our only option, right? Because you know what happens if we don't. It, it goes downhill quickly, and um, we got a lot of games ahead of us. I know it's not the start we want, and um, you know it's hard to sit here at one and three and say anything positive. Um, but there is a lot of uh, game ahead of us, a lot of season to be played, and um, if we don't, you know, kick it into gear quickly here. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it won't be favor us. So, uh, have to find a way to win these games, these close games, these high-scoring games, whatever you have. Have to find a way to win them, and uh, there'll be no more excuses if we do. All right, thanks, guys. All right, all right, Jared Goff. I have to say, first things first. I his mental fortitude is a lot stronger than I than I originally had thought it was. Um, I, he, he was, I think McVeigh really did break him. I think McVeigh really, really got into his head and it really makes me, um, dislike McVeigh more than I already did. But watching Goff come back, um, I gotta go, we gotta go. The question's always been, it's come into Slack a lot and it came up and uh, Logan wanted to ask you, uh, Scott from the super chat. Um, is Goff the guy? And we have a caller on the line waiting after this too. So uh, super quick. Um, at this point in time, there there is no option outside of Jared Goff that could possibly be, pay, be playing better than Goff right now. So yeah, right now he is the guy. He's playing he's playing to a level where it would be reasonable for the Lions to extend him or or to commit to him long longer than than what's on his contract, which is a little bit of, you know I don't know that they're they could the Lions could move away at the end of this season if they wanted to. So. Um, you know, I mean, if you're not going to approach the draft and try to replace him, then yes, he's the guy. I mean, I know that sounds super, that's almost like a silly answer, but, but if, I mean, if you're not, if you're really not interested in, in uh, replacing him through the draft, they weren't last year. And if you're not looking to make a move for a guy like Lamar Jackson, then yeah. And, and, and the best, it is the best case scenario for the Lions for golf to be the guy yep. because then you get to use those these these picks on other things where you really need help um i have i i have my own personal thoughts on what on whether he is or isn't uh i think he caps them in some ways long term but you know i mean at this point in time it's it's it would be undeniable to say he's played really well yep. and he is absolutely not the reason why they're losing games not at all he's yep. played great he really has all right. Hey, caller. Thanks for holding on. What's your name and how much have you had to drink? Hi, uh, my name is Nathan. I've at least had about four Bells Too Hearted. So, you know, represent Michigan a little bit. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. At, at uh, least. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. 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 I'm living in Indianapolis. So, you know. Ooh, good times. I got to. Got to represent a little bit. Uh, it's my first time calling. I listen to you guys all the time, especially when, you know, I'm kind of coming out work. So it's the first time I've gotten the chance to call. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you, man. Really do. What do you got for us? So um, you, you saw you the know, game. We, we saw the game. I, <laughs> well, obviously, you know, it was, it was frustrating. You know, you see the defense and, you know, after like two or three possessions, you were, convinced that like they're not going to get a stop and you know my brother and I big huge Lions fans and we're just seeing this and there's like 
you know, as much as the Lions offense, it looks awesome despite the injuries. Like, you just didn't have faith in the defense. But, um, you know, I think, I, I think you know, a lot of us, you know, after hard knocks and a lot of things, we're getting ahead of ourselves and expecting this team to be so good and, you know, to do better. And they're just not there yet. They're, they're still missing pieces on defense. Like, that pass rush isn't there. Um, you know, it seems like Hutchins is invisible, and it's understandable that a lot of teams are, you know, they're double-teaming him. They know he's the guy, and Charles Harris isn't making up the difference on the end. But, you know, um, with that said, you know, we we got to kind of keep the faith a little bit. Um, we're on in three, but we're going into New England with probably a third-string quarterback. Um, we'll probably get some offensive weapons back next week. And, you know, if you go into the bye two and three, the Lions are getting a lot of their defensive players back. Hopefully Levi, hopefully Pascal comes back. And I think this defense is going to get better as the year goes on. Granted, you know, that might not be enough to make a playoff run, but at least, you know, it'll be better. And maybe hopefully, you know, kind of how we went in this last off season, seeing that the team, you know, like, Hey, we're going to be better. I think we're going to see the same thing at the end of the year this year. And we're going to beat some teams we shouldn't beat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking, I'm watching right now. New England is only four points down on, on uh, green Bay though. They're marching. Um, green Bay that is, is marching. Um, you get that kind of bounce well, sometimes my, when you green, when you get, green, green Bay is bad, bad this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there's still going to be a challenge yeah, yeah. for the Lions, right? <laughs> um, sure. Watching. Well, uh, I don't know. Like, watching I mean, team, like we play New England next. We play New England next week. We get to the bye. Chances are, I, I don't think Jamison Williams will be back for the Cowboys, but like he'll be back. And you would think Pascal. You'll get Jerry Jacobs back. Who? Hundred percent needs to be the second corner because Oriar. Oh, sorry, Amani is fucking terrible right now. I don't know what happened to him. He's regressed. He's hurt. Um, sorry for He's my hurt. language, but no, uh, and even what? Well, yeah, but I, I mean, like even putting Will Harris out there, like he's about the same. It's just it's super frustrating, like to go out there and think that. Like, you get the team in the third and three, third and five, and you know the Lions are going to stop them, even on a run play. Like, that's super frustrating. Yep. And it's too bad because this offense, despite its weapons, was awesome today. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Uh, I really do appreciate the the kind words and, and the fact that you've been listening so so long and get a chance to call in. Um, lots to talk about here, but uh, we, we got to keep it going. we got a bunch of people calling, so we're, we're trying to – Chuggy Chuggy. Absolutely. Right, Thank brother. you, Scott. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Scott. All right, brother. We'll see you. All right. He makes a good point, Chris. I, I, I Real quick. Um, the idea that we were all thinking the Lions are a playoff team this year, in hindsight, is silly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if that's what – if that's the the whole – if we ex, if we set the expectations to that point, of course we're disappointed. <laughs> kind of where it is. That, that, I think, you know, Riz – always said hard knocks is for the national audience it's not for us i disagree it's for the national audience but i think there there's a lot of hope building for the local the local team and and there's a lot of kool-aid they're serving and i think we we bought a lot 
Um, I'm, you know, I'm not off my seven to 10 wins. I'm closer to seven now. Um, I, I'm, I'm still pretty certain this team hits six wins. I, I think Jerry's back's next week. Maybe he's after the bye, but him being on the sideline today down there uh, and doing some practices on the side this week really shows me that he's, he's getting close. Uh, same with Jameson. Maybe he's back for the Cowboys. We'll see, but um, we'll see some good stuff. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? <laughs> it's John in Charlotte. I had like one good micro boop recorder, so not too much. I'm fairly coherent. No, no, it's just enough to, to be able to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had a lot more, it turns out, in retrospect. Don't let the team hurt you physically, right? They, There's they, they, still time. <laughs> they can touch you in your fandom, but don't let them physically hurt you. <laughs> I, I mean, this was probably the most disappointing of the four games so far. We had a loss against the Eagles that was close, which we didn't think would be a win. And we had a good game against the Commanders that I think made us a little nervous, but it looked like a pretty commanding win. And the Vikings game was only disappointing because of how much we got up when I don't think anyone really expected to win on the road against them. This is the first game for me where I, ex- I honestly did not mentally prepare myself to lose this game. And this is coming from how many years of Lions fandom, but I've been mentally prepared to lose almost every game. So <laughs> a joke's, a joke's on me, clearly. Uh, so, yeah, this is the hard one to cope with of all of them. Oh man, that's that's great. That's that's, that's you nailed it. I mean, that, that's that's for sure. Right? I mean, it is what it is. I think the important question, the reason I called in to ask, you guys already kind of talked a little about the golf stuff I was going to bring up because just, I I don't know Scott. I'm here to chew out Ash, and he's not here, which that's great. He's says, in the chat. I like what you say, Scott. And he I, well, <laughs> I've already laid into him. The important <laughs> thing is that Scott knows what's up. Scott was saying that we ever thought this was a playoff team. Scott, I don't think we, any of us thought it was a playoff team. I think we all thought it was a just missing the playoffs team and you say seven to ten wins i had them at seven wins they're still on pace to maybe get around there uh, yeah. i think we all got a little overexcited about getting there at some point when our offense was this good and i think this game is the bringing us back to reality it doesn't matter how good your offense is when you have the worst defense uh but the the thing is is that this is the first quarter like i said asking about how good golf is was a good talk but really the question is for the first quarter at one and three, did the team, is it where we thought they were? Is it behind where they were? Should we be two and two? Should we be three and one, one and three? Like, it feels like this team's about kind of where we thought they were, which is a just outside of the playoffs team. Is that a good thing? Because right now, to me, after these four games, feels worse than I thought I would expect to feel at one and three. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. Um, if you know, if you knew through four games they were going to have the injuries that they've had to start the season, I think we would all kind of expect them to be one and three in that range. Like you know what I mean? Like if you knew that Ragnar was going to miss games and you were going to have you were going to have both guards out at times, um, you were you know you were going to miss your uh, you know the players that you were missing today. Um, you're going to, you know, obviously the Tracy Walker injury is a huge deal. Those things are, yeah. those things are hard to overcome. They should be two and two. I'm viewing them as a, I know this is a little, uh, it's a different way of looking at things, but I'm viewing them as a team that should be two and two. Obviously they're one and three, but from the way I'm, I'm looking at it is they're, they're a, a team that's right along the lines of, if not even ahead of where I think they should have been at this point if we were thinking about them as a six, seven, eight win team, um, I think they're still in that, in that place where they can win seven games. And, and you can say, 
you know, last year was a was a three win team, and then you you built on some things and you dealt with some adversity, and you had significant injuries, and you got to seven wins. Maybe they get to eight wins, kind of thing. I think that's in totality. That's a great season. It's a, it's a lot of development. It's a lot of building. It's just this one feels like a game that they sh- that based on the way they had played that you know we kind of set it up. We set we we kind of set ourselves up for this, right? It's 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 we. I mean, you know, the injuries, the matchup, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a long way of saying that I think they're right along where they should be. Uh, for what I was expecting, which is about a seven-win team, you know, I think they're right there still. Chris, what do you think? I think they can they can pull seven wins out. They they can't play like they did today. I think this team has the potential and the ability to be a seven-win team. But um, I mean, you, I'm just looking at it. you get at least one against Chicago. I think you got the the Giants. I think you beat the Patriots. Uh, I, I the Jags are questionable right now. The way they've been playing, that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. I don't one. think we beat the Jags. They look yeah, they look, they look really good. But you still have yeah. the Jets and Panthers both at home. Or I'm sorry, uh, you're you're away from both. The Jets and Panthers, and you have the Vikings at home and in Chicago again at home. I think there's there's opportunity for seven still in the schedule. There is, and but the thing that's interesting about looking back on the first quarter is is that if you had you know at the start of the season when I said yeah, seven wins. I think I'd have been happy to get to seven wins, but I feel like now we're going to end up at seven wins, and I'm going to be so frustrated feeling like, man, we should have had 11 wins. Like That's where this team feels because the offense is surprisingly good, even better than I thought they'd be with the injuries. Like you say, the injuries are all coming on the offensive side in large part, and the defense is so underwhelming that I, it's, hard to, it's hard to be so appreciative of the offense's ability to overcome what they've overcome, which is really impressive yep. because yeah. – the defense is not doing that part. So, and that's my takeaway, I guess, is that like we're probably on pace for exactly where we thought we'd be, but we're all going to be a lot more frustrated about ending up there well, than when we would have been so happy to be there. It seems like that's exactly right? it. If well, this, if we had a twenty third <laughs> ranked defense or twenty fifth ranked defense, we we could be a playoff team. You know what I mean with with the offense and the scoring that we're doing. Um, we could. It's it's incredible. It doesn't take a whole lot out of this defense. Two stops, which is not a lot to ask. Today it was a lot to ask, but two stops today wins the game. You know what I yeah. mean? No, again, so we can't do it with this defense your, we saw today. But I, they definitely have the, they have the ability to do it. This team does. The Lions always set a record. This time it was the record for Seattle has like never not punted in a game for how many years? This is the first time they haven't ever did not. We always find some way to find a record that is abysmal. But if you were to ask at the start of the year, what do we need to find out? We need to find out if Goff's the guy. 25% of the way, that looks like he's the guy, which that's good. Like like Scott's, like you said, that's the best case scenario for the team. So great yeah. if that's the answer. Yeah, but and, and, then, and to your point, yeah. you know, I mean, if we're disappointed in the end over a seven-win season, I think that means we're really happy with that's yeah, that's we're really right happy with the that's, personnel yeah. and and the coaching and the development of, of uh, you know, going from what they were last year to two years later, thinking seven wins was super disappointing. It could have been 10. Uh, I would say those yeah. that's a good thing yep. in, in the, in the big picture. For this game. Yeah. Is the silver lining is that it's so frustrating and then we're going to end up at the season and we're going to have actually outperformed what we initially thought and we're going to be frustrated by it. And that honestly is hopefully a good thing. So thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure thing, like brother. I said, we find out golf is the answer, and that's that's the success for the season. So 100%. All right, go line. All right. Indeed. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. All right, uh, i got another caller here. Let's just pull him right in. Hey, caller, how much have you had to drink, and uh, what's your name in either order? 
What's up? It's Mo from the Creek. How y'all living? Mo, how you doing, brother? All good. My wife gave me a edible, got two beers, and um, I'm lit up like 12 Christmas trees. <laughs> oh, man, that's good to hear. Sounds that's like you're having a good day. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, that, uh, that defense was atrocious. But uh, offense is the shit. Offense. We, we we dope on that side of the ball. <laughs> can, you, can you think about it? I'm thinking back to the, the last regime, right? And the one thing we talked about was this football, this roster that Campbell and Holmes got is ass, basically. They, they started with just with a garbage time roster, but we knew the football was going to be more right. fun than it was during the Patricia era. And look, this, this is a painful right. loss. We can be angry about the defense. But the thing I can, I, I can say was, the team had a chance. Um, again, I don't blame the refs for the loss, but they had a hand in the the flow of the game for certain. I mean, I think we have a better shot at a win because we have a stop there if the refs don't F that one up, um, which would have been the only stop right. of the game. They earned the stop. They earned the stop, but whatever. Um, but it's still more fun. And I think we're, we're a lot better. I, I feel like this game in the, in the Patricia era was – you know, a 48 to seven affair instead of a 48 to 45 affair. Cause even with Matt Patricia, or sorry, Matthew Stafford, we could not seem to score points on offense for the life of us. It, it, it seemed like getting to 20 points was a struggle when Patricia was the, was the coach. Right. Putting 45 is when no, it was 20. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Mo. When, when it was 20, when it was 24 to nine, it was like, oh man, this is about to be a blowout. And then it just kept climbing, kept climbing, yep. kept yep. climbing. But we scored, but they scored next. You know, it just just could never get that stop. Exactly. And uh, isn't it isn't it typical Lions fashion where we do get a stop, and the Lions and the referees have a, a meeting and say, "No, we go redo that." <laughs> yeah, the Lions choir stepped up. They started singing. <laughs> And even we, Chris and I talked about this before. Like even the on the onside kick, the officials. I hate to do this, but the officials put a flag on the ground, preemptively. Like, yeah, we'll just put one on the ground in case something comes up and we need to address it. Like, and they and they they announce they describe it like, well, we we thought Seattle had recovered their the onside kick illegally. What? Like what? Right. And it almost, I mean, if you want to be like, uh, you want to view it that way, it's like, was the flag on the ground in case the Lions recovered? Yeah. It's just like, why? I don't understand it. That kind of, this, there was so much Five stuff picked like up that. flags, right? And so, look, you, you take everything sinister aside, and there's like two choices, right? Either you got a ref that has just horrible eyesight. Right. Just it doesn't doesn't understand the rule book or whatever. Or he's a trainee. And they're like, no, no, no. They talked him down. No, you, you saw this, but this is the way. The, I mean, other than that, the other side of it is, is like <laughs> there's the flags. There's two kinds of flags, flags that you throw where you thought you something saw something that didn't happen. Right. Or flags you throw when mm-hmm. nothing happened. <laughs> And right. the, the most egregious of those was the Eric Ebron offensive pass interference when the, yeah. the defenseman yeah. just choked on his own jock and they threw a flag anyway and called right. a, a, a complete. There was nothing to see. There was no way that that ref saw a penalty because none occurred. He just assumed it and threw a flag, which is absolutely terrible, <laughs> terrible at your job. And it's like it's like throwing flags right. and then picking them up. We've seen that, of course, in Dallas is, is it goes on forever. But five times 
They picked up flags and they oh no, no up. call. When have you seen that before? <laughs> that that just smells really bad. And I'm again, I'm not trying to go to a sinister place. I'm not saying the refs cost the game, but God, it stinks. And I hate that. And it gets right. stinkier now that the you know Vegas is so much involved and the betting so much involved with the NFL. I love betting and the gambling. I enjoy doing that, but boy. You need a hell of a lot more transparency in your officiating if you're the NFL right now right. because the, right. the implication right. and the visibility on this just doesn't look good. The optics are terrible. Yeah. Right. yeah. What do you think about the, the 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 play action that we could never just get a cap for? I mean, they could have read play in play action and 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 just run it around and just do that same play all the way down the field. It's like we just had no answer for the play-action pass because Gino just kept tossing it off to the tight end, tossing it off to the tight end. It was like... Golly, Glenn, can, you, can we get some type of different scheme? Well, that's that's I think what, what Scott was talking about when he talked about how bad this matchup was for the Lions because you you were matched up against tight ends and that's the worst position we are at covering, right? I mean, we, we've got our corners and the, and, you know, Oruari has his own set of issues. Um, but with our linebacking core, the way they are, trying to cover tight ends and then the slew of tight ends that they have where they can throw two of them at you, that really causes this team, it's a matchup problem for the Lions and and the, the right. Seahawks exploited the shit out of it. Am I, am I right there or am I reading you wrong right. on that, Scott? No, you're right. And it, and some of it is that they can't get pressure traditionally, so they have to manufacture it. Yeah. So when you're manufacturing it, you're bringing players from the second levels and the third levels of your defense, and that's opening up significant parts of the field. And yeah, the play action stuff is wide open because – Lions are vacating areas of the field to try to get pressure. They are. Now, if they didn't do that and they just went with, you know, four four down, you know, players and they just tried to get home and Geno Smith had seven hours to throw every snap, right? We'd all be freaking mm-hmm. out that, hey, can you blitz somebody? Can you bring some pressure? So it's like yeah. some of this is just this is this is how it is right now. They they don't have a lot of talent. Um they're struggling in some ways. They're not playing with a lot of confidence. And, you know, they're, the coach is trying to dial up ways to get pressure and to make and to make quarterbacks, you know, opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable. But, you know, um, that does open up huge parts of the field. It just does. Hey, really quick, Mo, I'm going I'm to lean on you because you let me lean on you all the time. Yeah. And I just want to tell our friends that are watching, mm-hmm. take a second, hit the like button. I appreciate you being in here watching. It's free to do. It doesn't cost you anything to hit the like button. And if you really feel extra <laughs> special, Givy, hit that subscribe button as well. We only ask once per show. We know, we know, right? We, we don't want to hit you with that stuff and do the whole thing. But it does help us. You've heard of the algorithm and all the other YouTube shit. Please. Hit the like button just as a little thing to say thank you to us and help us out. And if you got it and you hit the subscribe button, that also helps us out a lot and helps other people see uh, the show and what we do here on this channel. So that's the one time we'll ask. Thank you. I'll take a shot to that. All right. <laughs> I knew you would, Mo. See, every every like is a shot for Mo. <laughs> Let's see what we can do to this poor man's liver. <laughs> Have fun, Mo. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Mo. Be good, brother. All right, man. Talk to y'all later. Yes, All right. You too. Thanks, man. God, he's great. All right. Got another caller. Hey, caller. What's your name and how much have you had to drink? Hello, caller. Hey. How, how you, you doing? doing? Good, good. How are you? How much have you had to drink today? This is Q. Oh, Q. You don't drink. You're not going to drink. No, I do, man. How many, how, how many hamburgers do you oh. have? Bro, I had a, I had a lot of French fries. Okay, okay. He's my he's my my favorite vegan friend. 
I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. You know what? Yeah, how, how you doing, Scott Bischoff? I always followed yourself, man. Huge fan. I'm a part. I'm great, man. Thank you for saying that. that. I, I appreciate that. It's very nice. Of you. Yeah, I'm really excited when when they brought you on. But maybe I'm looking at this differently than most people. But I'm not looking at this as a number of wins. I'm not looking at this based on injuries. I'm looking at this based on Aaron Glenn has now sucked for some time. This is Dan Campbell's guy. Will he pull the trigger and do what needs to be done? Because I don't think it's based on who's there or who's not. Because when Tracy Walker was playing, we still giving up 35 points. So it's like Ben Johnson can make adjustments. And he had all those players out. He still made it happen. We still scored a lot of points. But it's like Aaron Glenn can't overcome anything. So at some point, we got to stop making excuses, and he just has the scheme better. Third down, up the middle, like in crucial situations, multiple times in the game, crazy. Yes. But I, those are my thoughts. I don't know. Yes. So I, I, I'll say, and this is why I think Aaron Glenn, he will, and, and Scott, I want you to check me on this, Okay. Um, thank you, Rasputin32, for the subscription. Um, I think that uh, Coach Campbell absolutely has it in him to fire AG. And I'll say it after uh, Aylin last year. Uh, Anthony Lynn and him both went for that Miami job, and he trained Anthony Lynn and helped him prep for his interview for that job that he was competing with him on. I don't think he has a problem letting someone go for non-performance. I think he's going to do it in a way that's right. I don't think he's going to do it. Remember how, look how Aylin left last year. There was yeah. no stink. Aylin was fired before the Steelers game. I'm just telling yes. you, he was straight fired. He didn't do anything. And his, his he was actually a negative impact inside the offensive room. And I'm telling you that because I know somebody in there. I got people in the Slack know Chris Dust is, is for real. I got... I, I, I talked about Logan. I know, trust me, I know a lot of what's going on in there. Um, Aylin was not, he, he was bad for the team afterward, but the optics were important to them. And how they did it was just as important as the fact they did it. AG, if, if it comes to the point where they think he's the, the reason that they're not performing, AG will be let go. And it's not going to be some, you know, um, frog march type of a situation. He's just going to be let go in a, in a sensible way. And they're good. And they're going to move on. So I, yeah. I think that Campbell has it in him hundred percent. He does. He does. And, and if that's the right, if Campbell views that as the right choice at whatever time, he will make that choice. It's, it's not like there's, you know I mean? It's not like uh, Aaron Glenn holds, has pictures of him or whatever, you know, the people think it's like, if the point comes where Dan Campbell views the the defense as stagnant or not improving or struggling to take leaps that he thinks they should be taking, yeah, of course he would he would make that change. He would. Without a doubt, he would. I just is that where they are now? Not right now. See, I think that we might be at that point because okay, I, I get the whole the number of wins is a good measure for the rebuild and all of that. But what's also a good measure is how you make personnel decisions during this time. Because yeah. Just like we're evaluating players, we're evaluating coaches, we're evaluating everything. And yeah. they get a new strength and conditioning coach. Like this is like, everything is on the board right now. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I know you don't know this guy. I'm a long suffering fan. Like I live in Atlanta. I have season tickets. 
I go to every this I had to miss this game because I had to go to Seattle for work earlier this week. But I go to every game, every event. It's just it's a lot when it's like I just need to see that we're moving in the right direction. I think offensively we are. Just not so sure defensively. Because yes, it ended up being a three point game, but that's not the story of the game. Same with last sure. week, same with week one. You know, it's like it ends up, oh, we just lost five three. If we would have made such and such play, maybe so, but also the games were never that close. We have to like crawl back into it to get it to within three. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm just disgruntled, you know. No, and that's fair. I mean, I think that also speaks to the Lions uh, players buying in and and not quitting on uh, on coaches. Like, you know, I know that they couldn't get a stop on defense, but you know, like Chris, like you said, in, do you think this is a forty eight forty five game if it's Matt Patricia coaching? Ooh. No, no, no chance. No, no, it, it doesn't matter the personnel. It doesn't matter the quarterback. They're not going to play for that guy, but they are for Campbell, and it's just you know we have to give them a little bit of. Uh, room to to make some changes and to figure this out if it doesn't get figured out Aaron Glenn will be elsewhere yes yeah 100 and I know I don't think that's that's going to be a problem for him to him to make that move um Q I'm gonna let you go okay bud all right man all right I'll, I'm gonna look for you at Miami though I'm gonna look for it in Miami okay oh for sure I'll be in um I'll be in Dallas on the 23rd. We play the Cowboys. So. I'm, I'm trying, trying to swing that. I might. I might. I, I, it's let's it's a long go, shot right now. Know. Okay, I'll let you know, man. <laughs> <laughs> have fun, Q. Right, we'll see you, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I should have been there this week. Um, we had this thing. Some of you might have heard about it. A hurricane came through. <laughs> it was aimed right for us. And, I mean, I'm still not walking straight after hanging those stupid shutters on my house, man. Like you try carrying carry corrugated steel up on the second floor for 12 friggin' windows, multiple panels per window. It sucked. It sucked. But anyway, so I'm here. Couldn't make it out for the game. That bummed me out. I think it would have been exciting to see the game. I think it would have been excited to be there. It really sounded like Ford Field was rocking uh, yeah. this week. So, you know, good times. Uh, okay, we're starting to get to that point. We're going to start uh, filtering out calls. If you got something you want to say, let's get it in quick. Uh, the number 248 782 8384. Area code 248-782-8384. We'll get you on the show. Or if you don't have a regular phone, you can use Skype and go to Detroit Lions Podcast. It's all on word, Detroit Lions Podcast. And that's our our, th- our uh, Skype. Uh, Lucian Stanka, thank you for the subscription. Thank you very much. Enjoy the chat with everybody. All right, so here we are. We have this, uh, this game this week. We're scoring like crazy. Number one scoring defense in the league. We've got half the ball fixed. The defense is going to be obviously a, a point of emphasis for this team this week, Scott. What, from your perspective, if you're a coach, what do you do this week to your team to get them to bounce back uh, to come back against these Patriots who are up at the half 10-7 over on the, with their third string quarterback because Hoyer got hurt uh, up 10-7 at the half over Green Bay. What do you do to this team to get them ready for this? Well, I, you know, I mean, it's uh, Campbell mentioned it. It's keeping them all together, right? You don't ever want to be in a situation where you're you're blaming others for. I mean, you don't want to have a situation where the offense is pointing at the defense saying, if you guys just played a little better, we win. Um, so it's, it's you know, and some of that is, is uh, like he mentioned, kind of doing a deeper dive as to what it does look like on defense. What is happening? What I mean, to me, uh, and again, it's really hard to do this right away after a game because there's so many things that happen that you can't see 
on TV film or on TV, just regular TV. So I would, I would really love to see the, those, the long third down runs, exactly how Seattle caught the Lions. I think what happens is the Lions stunt their ends inside and, and are asking their linebackers to set the edge. And um, I think what happens is they just don't get out there uh, to the corners and, you know, there's no contain. So that's what it looks like on, you know, on TV. But um, so, you know, I think there's just going to be some, a lot of film watching, explaining what their assignments are, because to me, it didn't seem like their defense played assignment sound football. And that's a little bit, I know that it's, it's all going to come back on coaching, but when you're, when you're coaching, you know, players to do X, Y, and Z, and in situations that come up, they don't. You gotta, you know, what what's happening there, right? So some of this is going to be some tough love. It's going to be some, hey, we need we need you to play better. We need more, right? We need you, you know, we need we just need better play all around. Um, Campbell seems the kind of guy, like the kind of guy who can do these these things and do it the right way. Uh, in some ways, maybe you just hand it over to Aaron Glenn and have him figure and have him, you know figure it out have him talk it out with his defense yeah right like i mean closed so, door meeting but you know you don't have a ton of time you're preparing for new england yep that's in a week hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink hey it's ben from the up uh ran through about a six pack of pickaxe blondes and been on the trusty rusty trusty rusty bush light since then all right bush latte my friend how are you How's how's life in the yeah. UP? What's temperatures outside uh, right now? Uh, it's a little getting the fall weather. It's a little cool. Yeah, like fifties right now. Yeah, kind of chilly, but sun came out today. So no, oh, that sounds beautiful. Not too shabby. I'm like, we're 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 eighty right now here. I would I would love to have fifties. All right, what do you got? What do you got for us in this game, man? What do you got going on? Uh well, it was a stressful game for me because I had to watch it. It was my grandpa's birthday. I'd watch it with. Some Packer fans and non-football fans. Some oh, boy. Fans and, yeah, it was tough. I was like, yeah, <laughs> people standing in front of the TV. And, oh, yeah, just uh, I was losing it. <laughs> <laughs> right, what, but, how, what are uh, they saying about watching the Packers losing right now? Uh, well, I'm not there anymore. I came back home and <sighs> took off. Really. You should go back. And watch the Packers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Go back yeah, and rub I, it in. Yeah, Go back like, and rub it in, brother. I like, I like the Aaron Rodgers pouty face after that pick six. That's my favorite thing in the world, I think, right there. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, um, yeah, I think a lot's been said about the game already in the defense and everything. So uh, I guess I just want to say I hope they turn around next week or that might be uh, – you know, that might be strike one or level one on the hot seat for AG. They got to come in next week and they got to, they got to shut down Maddie P. They got to, they got to come in and just drag these. These nuts. Right over. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. You set it up and I was slow. I'm sorry, man. You, you, you did. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. They got to drag it right across his face. What he did to us and then. Even the last screw you when he hires a consultant and still took like two, three mil from the Lions. Yeah. And yeah, they just got to stick it to him. Otherwise, then I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> that would be glorious if they did. That would, that would be very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. We could use that. That's it. Sure. Yeah. I, I would. Lo- I mean, it, it, what do you do? Do you carry Dan Campbell off the field if we beat Matty P over there? I mean, is that what we do again and give him another taste of that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe a Gatorade dump something. Yeah, it should be something. And then going into the bye week, that's when we know we're going to get healthy and can really, really start to shape things up again. That, but, that, uh, if this team had done out, better in the one of the last two weeks, I feel like. Carrying, we could like to start talking about carrying Dan Campbell off the field after a win in Foxborough because that would just be yeah. <laughs> tw- happening twice to Patricia. Yeah, <laughs> been yeah, that would have been great. And the bye comes along at a great time too. I mean, it's something it. you know we, we talked about from an injury standpoint, but it's also a nice. It comes along at a nice time for them just to kind of have time to figure it out, right? Like it's tough. It's tough yeah, to to roll true. this over. Weekly, I mean, they you know they get an opponent. You got an opponent Sunday, uh, so there's not a lot of time to do deep dives and to to you know spend hours digging at film. But with the buy coming, you do have time. So it it does. This is the one time I think I can remember being happy that there's an early buy. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Oh yeah, that usually drives me nuts. And again, this year I was not too thrilled with where it was, but now I'm just like, come on, buy week, you know. Yeah, can't lose that week. If I look too far ahead, though, I'm terrified to be talking about all the injuries in week 14 and having to think about the the last you know three four weeks of the season with half of the team injured and no no bye week for you know uh, yeah. it seems like a hundred years ago, right? I mean, it's good for now, but can they stay yeah. healthy? And that's something that started to bother me a little bit, and I haven't done a whole lot of research on it yet, but it's starting to rumble run, run around in my head. These injuries last year and this year, it's not just for this Campbell regime, you know, Matt, or Matt Stafford, he missed what a third of the games. It feels like in, in, in the Patricia era. I mean, he basically missed a season one year. I mean, three quarters of a season, he missed so many games out injured. Plus all the other guys and injuries in Detroit. I know injuries are part of football. So, so don't even just stay off of that in the chat, but it certainly seems like the lions have been hit harder than many. I don't know if it's a turf thing, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter what the regime is. We get rid of the strength and conditioning team. We upgraded the whole conditioning room. We're not seeing changes in the injury front to these players. And I, I need to look at that. I need to do some more work on that because maybe we're not an outlier. Maybe it's it just feels like it because it's too. our people. But it seems like every year we have a significant number of injuries to important people on the team. And it just... And they're they're devastating injuries too. It's not you know it's not like Tracy Walker rolled his ankle. He's out for you know he's a high ankle sprain. He's back and three Achilles in two years. He's done for the year. Three Achilles in a year and four games. Just like Okuda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The soft tissue injuries, uh, the ankles. You know, the similarities of all. What what is that about? Yeah, I agree. Think about that. Three Achilles in a year and four games. That seems like a high rate, like a yeah. high number, like an outlying number yeah. for a team. Yeah. Why is that? And Those I, are old man injuries, I feel like, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm and then young guys getting up. <laughs> Everything below both my knees hurts right now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I got two bad knees, too. Oh, <laughs> two man. Two torn ACLs. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's the injury thing is for real. And it's not an excuse. Injuries are in football, but th- it's something we got to look at. Scott, we got to look into that. That's something that I think is is worth kind of pulling apart a little bit and seeing are we an outlier and are we an outlier at that type of injury because i'm wondering i mean is it a turf thing right i i I know there's 
you know, there's there's some research that's popped up, and I'm just, you know, hey, turf causes, you know, there's more injuries on turf. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's see it. Let's let's see the data on that. Let's really do an analysis. That's I think that's something. That's a really really good piece of work that somebody could do. That I think was well, some uh, of it is lot. is also that the mar- the lines margin for for uh, error, so to speak, is so small that when you do lose a player, even a mid level player for the season, it's a huge blow. Like, you know, the Lions, they were like the caller a few callers ago. The Lions were not playing great on defense, even with Tracy Walker in there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But now losing losing him is is, it's a huge deal. So they just don't have they don't have the ability to to sustain losses like this and, and just, you know, just take it like other teams that are that are loaded up can lose a safety and, and, and uh, you know, absorb it a little better than what, what the Lions can. That's just – And we you know, knew we, going into this season yeah, that how big a deal the, having a safety was. Like, we we should we were like, let's draft a safety. That's that, that second first round. I was all in on, on scene or, or a couple of those guys. Brisker was yeah. there, right? Yeah. There's a lot of guys that was like, we're, we need a safety. We've got to get a safety. Tracy Walker isn't it. I mean, not that he isn't it, but he can't be yeah. it, right? We need more than just traded up, I thought they were taking the Notre Dame safety. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. who I thought they were going for. That's who I, when they traded up. That's that was who I locked in. That's who I thought they were taking. And sure as shit, in, in, as as everything Lions goes, you know the weakest point. Tracy Walker goes down with a season ender in week three. It's just incredible to me. The it's it's almost like somebody got to pick where would it hurt the most. You know what I mean? <laughs> just said, yeah. take that, take that, oh, yeah. and make it work. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so here we are uh, a week later, and, and everybody, rightly so, in some ways, is in panic mode about what the defense looks like. And it's like, no, we need to recognize how big of a loss that this is. One player, it's a huge loss. And it might take a little time for them to figure out, are they going to stay with this with this split zone scheme? Uh, right? I mean, yeah. are they going? do they have the personnel to do it? Are they going to play single high? If you're doing that you're going to give up big plays every once in a while. Let me ask so you this, Scott. If they make that lot. change, is that a change that they wait to the bye week to make and they try to get through with what they have now because it's so embedded in everything they do and then use that bye week to switch the scheme up? Well, it's so, I mean, maybe, maybe in some ways. So I, you know, they play the split zone looks about half the time and they play cover one, cover three concepts, man concepts, the other half-ish. You know, um, there's a little cover zero in there too. But, you know, um, do I think they can play with the split zone looks without Tracy Walker? I don't know. I don't know if they can. But your point is, is that it might take more than, you know, the three or four days that you have to prep for an opponent to be able to change things in such a dramatic way. Uh, maybe this is post-buy stuff where they go a little more vanilla on the back end because they have to. And, and That's to one of the things that Walker did. He was so versatile. He allowed them to do you know, variable things. And the communication, right? His, his ability and his ability to communicate gave the ability to the, to them to, to, to move between those types of schematic kind of play uh, setups and, and not having somebody, having somebody there who's trying to catch up basically. Right. Or trying to just play the position versus be able to communicate with the, the backside of the defense really starts to limit, what you have available but from an availability perspective, giving them it time does. to learn that. I, I think the bye week is going to be a, a big help uh, for 
for our team. Uh, Zappy starting against this defense will look like Mahomes. It looks like Zappy's starting. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> if he plays our D, we'll make him look like a pro bowler. That's hilarious. Good stuff. All right. Hey, caller, thank so the you. The fumble a little bit ago wasn't so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank Can you so much for calling, brother. Real quick from the game. Say what? Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll take some positives. It's therapy session. So we we'll had, uh, you know, it's easy to harp on and get down about a loss, but I'd like to give J.J. Uh, Hawkinson a little bit of credit today because, yeah. you know, we've been harping on him through the first couple weeks. He had a blow-up day. Um, and then, you know, Jamal Williams doing Jamal Williams things. Hell of a game for him. And then lastly, uh, Tom Kennedy. like to give him a shout-out. Just, you know, yeah. didn't make the team. Mid practice squad coming in and didn't have necessarily a huge game, but made some catches that mattered. So here's a few positives. He did. That. Yeah. So he did. He moved the chains for them a couple times. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. A fourth down, much less. Yep. Right? That's good. Tom Kennedy. Sure. He's he's a secret weapon. Keep keep him around. Let's see what he he can turn into because he's you, you you feel it like he's on the cusp. Reliable. He's on that cusp of like yep. you know he he made those those chain moves. That's the kind of thing that you get from a guy in that first week. Let's see maybe if he's got to be there week two. What, do you get a little more out of him? And if they if we can see him in NFL games versus you know the 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 preseason, if we can see him show up in NFL games, he, he's an interesting cat. He he brings a really interesting skill set. And if he can do it at the NFL level, bring him on, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, take all we can get. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for calling, so. brother. All right. We'll see you. Yeah. All right. You too, man. All right. Woo. All right. So that's that. It was it was a tough loss. I mean, we only lost by three. It felt like a lot more. It's still a loss. And and we've yeah. got. I mean, let me look really quick. Our total win loss, our our points for points against. It's got to be outrageously high on both sides. I just have to get it looked up here, but it feels like. These games have all been so damn close. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why, why? Why? All right, here we go. Do, 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 do. Lions. Oh, where's my points for and against? Um, I'm not getting it. I'll have to find it later. Oh, here we go. Um, Lions, 144 <laughs> and 141 against. 141 against? Yeah. So what is that? Thirty-five and a quarter a week. Yep, yep. We've Not great, Bob. Yeah. So you want to talk about Aaron Glenn? The next, you're you're thirty-five points higher than the Commanders, who are the next highest point against points against team. But you're thirty-seven points higher than the next highest scoring team. Wow, that's crazy. That's just crazy. Yes. Those numbers are off the charts. I mean, yes. you, you're going to go big. Right, you're gonna go go big. There you are. Woo! All right. With that, that's this week's therapy session. I appreciate you all for tuning in, or Scott. It was great to have you on doing this, man. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was it was fun. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, the chat. It's good. Yeah. It's all good. I, I love I love having people on and getting their perspective. I, I just love seeing uh, where people are at, and it's fun. I mean this uh this is you know in this case a therapy session sometimes we have a celebration um all right, we'll take one last call here. What the heck uh let's see hey caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink and I think you're in the Tampa area yes I am <laughs> hey how you, you drink <laughs> <laughs> you still don't have power oh no bro. Power. 
So no, what, no power. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm half sorry, the, bro. Half, half the neighborhood has power. It's not my half. That sucks. <laughs> that that thing was coming right for where I'm at and changed with about 16 hours left. And I, seeing what happened down there, that's just devastating, man. Devastating what what that hurricane did. We, we really got lucky. No water damage, no missing shingles, uh, no broken windows, nothing like that. And I live in Mulberry. Got it. You know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right up here in Lakeland and Mulberry. We got, we got slammed. But yeah. anyway... What I just couldn't let us go today without noticing, because I know you only hit it once. You never really push it. But by gosh, we got over 300 people in the chat and only 50 likes. Come on, people. That's a bigger embarrassment than our D was today. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, but that is. Come on. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll run an extension cord down there. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, appreciate that. Keep up the good work, brother. All right, thank you. Keep up the good work. All right, we'll see. Cheers, man. Stay safe. Get cool. Oh man, no, no power in Florida. You just just get gas in the car and go go to some place with an air conditioner. That's all I can say, man, because it's pure misery. I can't imagine. I really can't. And you know, wow, did it look? It just looked horrifying from from this far away. It really did. Yeah, it was like. 20, 30 miles north, and and we'd have been in in some some real shite. We did the Irma thing. I think the the things like the two things that are most that people don't I think get about hurricanes that are so like crazy. Besides the the, the massive damage, while you're trying to weather it, like once the wind hits forty miles an hour, there's no nine one one. They don't even answer the phone. You're just done. You're just stuck where you're at, right? So you you can't leave. You've made your choices, and this is where you're at, no matter how bad it gets, and you're on your own, and. You're sitting there, like for us we in, in Irma, we were in the house, hurricane shutters on. It was about 15 hours. There's, it doesn't matter if it's day or night. You can't see any light because the shutters are covering all the things. So it's dark. And all you hear is this, this, like, it's like sitting right underneath a train going by for, you know, 15 hours. And every now and then just shit hitting your house, just bam on your, in the side of your house. And you're like, what was that? <laughs> and it's just, yeah. it's unnerving because of how long it lasts. It's not, it's, it's really something. So all those folks down there, I, I feel really bad, feel really bad for them, feel really bad. And I hope they, uh, we'll maybe, maybe we'll put something together to help kind of help some folks out because I think they deserve it. But all Without right. Doubt. With that, let's call it a show. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Scott, for joining. Really liked having you on. Appreciate Anytime. you, man. Uh, remember, Thank we're, you. we're looking for your involvement. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a six, I'm sorry, $5 a month donation gets you access to the Slack chat, which just in game day alone is probably just worth the money, but it is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. You get Scott, you get Salmon, you get me, you get Ash, you get Riz, we're all there. You hang out. It's a great group of people. Ton of great channels, great conversations. Hang out and join us from patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast. It's the best Twitter on the internet because you get to hang around with us pants free all the time. Call us on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929 335 4667. It's 929 33 Lions. And Put your toasters away. We're not jumping in any bathtubs yet, but keep them handy. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Be yep. sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. What happens when they subscribe, Scott? 
It's great stuff. Yeah, we show up in their ears automatically. Yeah, yeah. you get all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time with the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you all for tuning in. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.